Indeed, my brothers and sisters, dear children, remember that all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our Creator, the one who gives life, and the only one who has the right to take it away from us, the one who chooses for us, but His choice or divine decree is always best for us, only if we knew. He's the most subtle, the most gentle, the most kind, full of mercy and grace. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. High and well above is He with what they describe Him with and what they ascribe to Him. Salawat and salam be upon His final prophet and messenger. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and all other prophets and messengers that Allah sent before him and our prayers and salutations and respect to all pious people that have trodden the face of this earth that have walked in the Middle East but elsewhere on this beautiful planet until the day of judgment until Allah decides, until Allah himself wills for us and everything else that occupies this beautiful planet of ours. Indeed, we can look at the world right now from many different angles and we can very quickly and easily fall in despair, I'm telling you. Just watch a couple of times news show, it's enough for you to fall in depression. And just start thinking about all the negative things, all the bad news that is out there. And I don't know why bad news travels so fast, penetrates through thick walls and enters to people's ears without even thinking of a check or a double check for some and triple for the wise. And then it just spreads and becomes rumors and fear in the end and that leads to death we don't want that i want to see a house of place like this filled with worshippers who are full of hope and true reliance on allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has never let down a believer in the past and the history of mankind is yet to witness a failure or lack of promise being fulfilled by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is after all as we know and believe behind everything and in charge, truly in charge and all aware all knowing knowing every single thing he knows that I put my wristwatch here because I don't want to delay you for your work encompasses everything knows the inside and outside of everything whereas you and I don't we know a bit so in this time when we saw a wave of some cold that is quite unusual on the British Isles or in this part of England, I should say, in East Anglia, although East Anglia happens to record the highest hot degrees of temperature, but it seems now we were recording also some cold temperatures as well. We saw what it means for our brothers and sisters elsewhere in the world that have proper winter for six months 
And it reminded me of some conversations I had with some of my old colleagues, whereby people in certain countries where the winter is really strong and heavy, cold, and lasts much longer than what we are used to here, they literally work the whole summer and save up something. They are able to, because it's much cheaper to live. But almost all of their savings are dedicated for the winter months, for the energy, for the heating of the home, heating of the heart. But we Muslims believe in all types of heating, warmth, energy. It's not just electricity and central heating in our homes or flats. There's other source of energy. Heat, warmth, promise, understanding that can come to us. And that is indeed through our religion. Through the Quran and through the Prophet and his beautiful and rich tradition. It's full of energy and insight. Only if we wanted to see, dive deep, dive in it and see and witness it for ourselves and feel it and experience it. Arguably one of the greatest examples of that who found warmth in winter and unusual things when it shouldn't be was Sayyidah Maryam والسلام, In the verses which I read from surah that has been named after the, the house or the family of Imran, Ali Imran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrates to us a story from the history of mankind that has its own universal timeless value and many, many lessons to offer to each and every one of us, each and every household. The household that is struggling now to heat it, its walls or whatever you want to call it, its members, residents. But there is so much to offer. So what I want us to do is two things. Let us agree that the only way forward for the mankind in these difficult times is for us to wake up and purify our own human dignity and nature. In what sense? It is only the people, not the money, not the current, not the predictions, not the artificial intelligence. I'm telling you. It's only the human conscious or people all together that can go through any calamity and weather any storm with Allah's divine grace and assistance. So we need a truly believing people, truly sincere people, people who are devoted in worship of Allah and seek his assistance when he is there, just waiting for yours and my call and plead. And he's full of power. You and I have no strength and power without his permission. No one else has. What did we see in Chicago now? 1,500 flights cancelled. Everyone wants to go for Christmas holiday and see their family and have a party. But they can't. You can't pay the money because the flight cannot move. Everything is frozen. So much snow falling down. These are signs of Allah's might and power, my brothers and sisters. These are signs that we need to think differently, perhaps. And only then, if we give away that notion of selfishness and egotism and materialism 
and spending and buying and spending and buying, which we call consumerism, beyond limits, of course we're going to run into difficulties. Of course we're going to start talking about lack of this resource, ending of this resource, even the extinction of the human species, or life for us on this beautiful planet. Yes, that will happen. But we shouldn't look elsewhere. We should look at ourselves. Self-reflect. This time of the year is a beautiful time, a wonderful opportunity for each and every one of us, especially those little children who are now on their school break, to recall and re commemorate, remember, the true symbol of piety in Sayyida Maryam and her son Isa In other words, in the household of Imran. One thing before I go into that story, there's this very good, I respect him so much, scholar of ours from South Africa. He said many times, but people don't know about this or they forget about it. He said very wisely, and I salute him for it. He said around this time of the year, New Year, Christmas time especially, not just everybody, including Muslims in South Africa, I'm telling you, everywhere in the world, but especially in Western world, let's say. It's all about shopping and buying and exchanging of gifts and parties and etc. But he says, unfortunately, we really tend to buy things that we truly don't need. We are buying things we don't need. If you really think of necessities of life, write them down and prioritize it. There are not many things. And then the things that you verily need to survive and even to live comfortably, they're not that too many as well. But there are many embellishments, you know, extra things, right? So he said, we often buy things that we don't truly need, unfortunately, with the monies that we don't have, that we don't own, so we tend to borrow. Credit scores go drastically down after this time of the year for so many people because they, went, they took debt, enormous debt, just to buy somebody like, it has to be Nike, you know, it has to be Adidas, or it has to be this, but I don't even know the brands, or the car has to be Tesla, it's like, well, electric cars, that's the fashion now. I don't know, coat, 500 pounds. Even food item, half of it may not be eaten, but it was like hundreds of pounds. Or a drink, perhaps, not even not to speak of illicit things. So he says, we do that and we tend to borrow the money because we have this cultural norm, social pressure, which is getting the better of us. So we don't even think carefully, deeply. We tend to borrow the money and then the usury, the interest, eats us up, hits us really, really hard. But then you tend to forget until the next season of, you know, like holidays and Christmas, and you again enter into the same trap, whereas a believer is never bitten from the same hole twice. Anyway, and then he goes on to say, we tend to buy things we don't truly need for the money that is not ours to impress people that we don't even know. And this is actually true. Why are we doing it? Sure, for what? But there is still some hope. It's all about understanding things in front of you. Seeking Allah's assistance, istikhara. Pray to Allah to guide you towards the best. When he gives you the tawfiq and the taysir, which means ease and his acceptance, of course you are less likely to waste your life and time and monies. But we need to think like that. 
and behave in this way, and then we shall see the change. And I still fully believe there's so much hope. The humankind was in much more difficult situations in the past. I lived in a very tough condition. Don't worry. Inshallah, with Allah's help and our conscience and our unity and togetherness and not selfishness, the opposite of selfishness, our generosity and kindness, we can go through this winter and the next one and hopefully by the third winter the prices will go down. That's what I heard from an expert in Germany on the energy supplies. And I'll tell you one example why I believe in this. A few days ago, I was just driving from here uh, down the road, uh, and I saw those Amazon, I think they are delivery robots, little boxes, delivering people their passes, parcels. So it was trying to go in the natal road, go straight and deliver something to somebody's house. But somebody tied their bike on a pole, it was a sign for traffic, right? Like, I don't know, it says like one-way traffic or something. So the bike is on wheels, so is the little robot, is going on wheels, but small wheels. It must have slipped later on by itself or wind or somebody pushed it by accident. So instead of being straight, so people can pass by, there's a fence on somebody's garden, and that pole, the bike slipped like this, vertically, and that box couldn't go through, it's stuck there, just And then I saw a man and a lady while I was waiting at the traffic lights to turn. He comes and he straightens up the bike and the robot carries on. It cannot survive without our goodwill. Nothing can, with our goodness. So it is us humans and no one else who can make our future better and who can reignite hope in those beautiful, nice children that we see sitting in front of us on this khutbah, on this blessed and special day of Friday. So let us remember the symbols of piety, universal piety, in which Sayyidah Maryam grew. She grew up in the universe of spirituality and piety and true worship, to the point that every single scholar in the temple, especially the priests of the highest order, they all wanted to be close to her and to take care of her. And they fought fiercely for her. But Allah had other plans. And maybe another khutbah, I'll tell you, about those. In the meantime, I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us a deeper insight into what's going on in front of us and around us and even a little bit wider. We need to widen the picture so that we don't fall into depression. And I also pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us a better, deeper understanding of the divine sources first and foremost or our Islamic religion as a whole. And I also pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to soften our hearts, to open them up to receive the goodness and the good vibes of other people and what's going around us, while at the same time we become intelligent enough and wise enough not to be deceived or tricked by shaitan, who is our obvious enemy, or anything else that is going on around us but is of no benefit to mankind. That will perish. What's good will stay on. This is the Quranic promise and it will come true, no doubt about it. And of course, I wish all of you, especially your children, a very bright and good promising future. I want them to do well in their schools 
for this term, but especially for the final exams. And all the same goes for the university students. Whether it's Cambridge University or Anglia Raskin or any other, we wish them all the very best. But parents too. We want them to use the opportunity of this break and holiday and bond with their children and give them a very precious gift. Rizq in the ayah which I read is not only grapes or some fruits that come out of season. The common interpretation is that it is actually divine wisdom or knowledge that is a true nourishment for our soul and body and mind and the only thing that is a true asset that can make us all live in happy times inshallah ta'ala aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahal azim li wa lakum fastaghfiruhu innahu huwal ghafurur rahim subhanakallahumma nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaykum wa sallim wa sallim ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi